Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. Every single U.S. service member is now out of Afghanistan. I can say that with 100% certainty. Gunfire streaked the skies over Kabul airport as the Taliban celebrated the last U.S. troops leaving, giving them full control of the city and Afghanistan. By dawn, Taliban fighters were strolling through hangars, passing by helicopters left behind by the Americans in a rush to evacuate. It's been 20 years since the US, UK and allies invaded Afghanistan in the wake of the September 11th attacks in the States. On BBC Breakfast, Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab was asked if it had been worth it. In 20 years, we haven't seen Afghanistan used as a base for terrorist attacks on its neighbours, let alone the West and the UK. Uh, We've seen, given the UK aid money going in, uh, 10 million more children getting uh, access to education, 4 in 10 uh, girls getting access to uh, education that wouldn't have seen a school book before. We work with our partners to clear 8 million minds. And I can tell you something like um, the number of mums dying in either childbirth or maternity uh, is down by over 40%. But even as Dominic Raab used his television appearances to once again urge the Taliban to abide by commitments over human rights, on the Afghan Peace TV channel, a political debate host appeared flanked by machine gun-wielding soldiers. The Afghan people should not be afraid, he said, in an address while being closely watched by the men behind him. I'm joined by our political editor, Nicholas Cecil, now. Nicholas, it's all over now, but I get the feeling the repercussions of this will go on for some time yet. Yes, well, the world is very much watching what happens next in Afghanistan. You're getting various different signals from the Taliban. You've got the Taliban leadership who are pledging that human rights will be respected, people will be allowed to leave if they want to, and that the country won't be... Uh, allowed to be used as a haven for terrorism again. But that's different to what's happening on the ground in some situations. There have been reports of executions, um, including of what, a folk singer and of a comedian and former Afghan soldiers. So it, it's really what ha- happens next in Afghanistan will basically determine wh- how, how the West responds. 
And there are still people in Afghanistan who worked with the UK and who are still trying to get out, aren't there? Yes, the Foreign Secretary, Dominic Raab, he was saying that there are low numbers of you know, hundreds of UK nationals still in Afghanistan, many of who still want to leave. Then there's thousands more Afghans, some of who will have worked with UK forces who want to get out and come and resettle in Britain. Tens of thousands of, of Afghans are also now fleeing towards neighbouring countries, towards Pakistan, to, towards Iran, to basically get out of their country as quickly as possible. They have very little faith that life is going to be good under the Taliban. And this is where the, those figures of thousands of unread emails have come from, people who have been apparently trying to contact the UK to try and get out of the country, but the, they haven't even had their email read. Yes, this is a story that around 5,000 emails have gone unread. Um, and the Foreign Secretary, uh, Mr. Raab, was asked about that this morning. He strongly defended his department, the Foreign and Commonwealth and Development Office, and suggested that many of these emails had been triaged to the Home Office or to the Ministry of Defence, and it was for them to deal with. Mr. Raab himself is under a lot of criticism with reports that he may be axed in the next reshuffle. But he, he came out fighting in what is quite a bitter battle going on in Whitehall at the moment. And he also rejected a story which came out of Washington um, overnight that Britain had asked to keep a gate open at Kabul airport to facilitate its evacuation efforts. This is the gate that was targeted by an IS suicide bomber and led to a very high death toll with more than 170 people feared dead. And you mentioned there that there has been speculation by some people that Mr. Barb might not last much longer as Foreign Secretary. Is there any basis to that, though, Nicholas? Mr. Rob, he faced a lot of criticism for not coming home early from his holiday uh, when the crisis blew up. And he has admitted that, that that was a mistake, that he should have gotten the plane home from Crete. There is speculation going around um, more than usual for these um, situations where, where a minister is under fire. Having said that, Mr. Johnson has so far showed very little willingness to sack ministers, um, even, for example, the Home Secretary, Priti Patel, who was accused of bullying her own staff by the independent investigator. And talking about holidays, Nicholas, where is Mr. Johnson right now? Well, Downing Street have confirmed that the Prime Minister is currently in somewhere in the west of England, that they won't say where for, for obvious security reasons. But, but number 10 is also saying that he's actually continuing to work there. So they're, they're not using the holiday word. So they're basically saying he left on Sunday, he'll be away until the Thursday, but they're downplaying the idea that he's taking a break and stressing that he's still working hard. I suspect this is a repercussion of the fact that Mr. Raab and the Prime Minister were away when the crisis blew up and uh, the government has been heavily criticised for the way it has been handled. And that's the Leader Podcast. You can read more from Nicholas in the Evening Standard newspaper or online at standard.co.uk. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.